2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 1 through 20, it reads, It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Amnon, Ammon, and with them others beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat into battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. And behold, they be in Hazion, Hazion Tamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God who didst drive out the inhabitants of the land before thy people Israel and gavest it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein and have built thee a sanctuary therein for the name saying, if then, if, if when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in the house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. And now behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade. You wouldn't let us kill them, God. And now here they are out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. We ain't do none of this stuff because you told us not to kill them. Behold, I say, have you ever just got mad at God and he wouldn't let you choke somebody you wanted to choke? That's what he's going through right now. I could have choked that joker before he got this big. <laughs> Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. He throwing it on God. You the one gave me this. You going to let them take it? All right, now, God, what's up? You slipping. Oh, our God, would thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then upon Jaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Metaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And they said, Hearken ye, all Judah and ye inhabitants of Israel, of Jerusalem, and thou king Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid or dismayed by reason of the great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cup of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerusalem. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of the Korahites and the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning and went forth in the wilderness of Tekoa. As they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. So shall ye be established, believe his prophets, so ye shall prosper. Hallelujah. Lord, bring a word. Amen. Anyway, you should have the breakdown in, in your handout of, of the different verses that break down this particular chapter. But we're going to go through this right now. Number one, Second Chronicles 24 reads, And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. One, corporate fasting can lead to prayer. Corporate fasting can lead to prayer. You know why? Because when you're hungry and you can't eat, you're going to pray to God to give you strength. 
The first 48 hours, just like the first 48 of investigation when they talk about it, the first 48 hours is going to tell you, you, you gonna, it's, it, 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 it's irritating. And people that didn't irritate you, that should, you should have been irritated by, going to irritate you. <laughs> and folk that shouldn't irritate you, going to irritate you too. And so, because sometimes it's, it's this when you first get your body ready. Because you know, the first hierarchy of need is what? It's food. So when you begin to deny yourself food, even when you was a little child, as a baby, you didn't know what food was. You didn't know what the word hungry meant, but you knew to say, ah, because you needed something to eat. Because your body needed food. And when you begin to detach yourself from the needs of your natural food, it begins to cause you to hear God and be connected to him more, which increases your relationship. Come on, somebody. When you begin to leave one thing alone and start depending on, uh, you will depend on the other thing more, which is God. Amen. So corporate fasting can lead to prayer. Look at number two. It says, 2 Chronicles 20, 15 says, and he said, hearken ye. All Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Look at this. Let me read verse 14. It ain't on this handout, but let me read verse 14. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. First of all, corporate fasting can lead to prophecy because he told them what was going on. He said, look here, the Lord said you're going to be all right. But look at who said something. The person who said something didn't even, shouldn't even have the right to speak. You, have, have, you know who Jesus is, right? We don't have to hear Jesus, the son of so-and-so, the son of so-and-so, and the son of so-and-so. When you say Samson, you don't need to hear Samson, the son of so-and-so, the son of so-and-so, the son of so-and-so. Right? When you hear David, you don't need to hear David or something. But we, they had to establish who this guy was who was talking. He ain't nobody yet, but he the son of this person who really important, and that person over here, and this person over here. Because really back then when you spoke up and you weren't supposed to speak, the king could put you to death. Even if you spoke up and you were supposed to speak, the king could put you to death. So basically, what am I saying? When you have a corporate anointing, a corporate fast, it sharpens the tools of everyone. Everyone begins to hear from the Lord more and more distinctly than they ever heard before because iron sharpens iron. Now, I can feed off the anointing of, 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 of Miss Nettie and whatever her gift is, and she can feed off my anointing. I can feed off the anointing of Brother Dre, and Dre can feed off the anointing of Brother Justin, and Justin can feed off the anointing of Brother Jonathan, and so on and so on because now you're all in agreement. So now iron sharpens iron because you're all on one accord, and when you're all on one accord, everybody's able to feed off the next person and you go to the next level. You like geese flying in formation. Geese aren't the most powerful flying birds, but they know how to make that little check mark, they, they, that little Verizon looking sign. Come on, somebody. They know how to fly in formation, and when one gets tired, the one moves to the back and another one moves in the front. But because they're flying in formation, they can go farther than if they fly by themselves. And when you begin to go on a corporate fast, you begin to hear God about yourself more distinctly. You begin to hear God about your organization more distinctly. Why? Because you are all on one accord. Now, I got my Joe Osteen down at 8 o'clock, but 11 o'clock, y'all too hype or something. Y'all got me all standing up and stuff. Y'all, y'all crunk. Y'all woke up. The first hour must have been an hour. Like, hold on. It's really 7 o'clock right now. But it <laughs> so, prophecy. And it don't even have to come. It didn't even come from the pastor this time. It didn't even come from the king. That's why when people in the morning try to bring me, oh, this person need prayer. Well, oh, they didn't want me to pray. And I'm mean, it, if they don't want you to pray, they don't want prayer. Because at the end of the day, if you have the spirit of God, you can pray for them. They just want to be in my face. When you have an anointing 
and you're on a corporate fast, you will understand a word may come from a babe. A word may come from a 15-year-old to tell a 60-year-old what they need to do because thus says the Lord, when you're on a corporate fast, you're walking in some agreement, baby. You're walking in some power. Look at how God just sent trucks out of nowhere to, 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 to bring food for us. That same anointing that's on the church that can have gifts coming out of heaven is the same anointing that will be on you when you walk in agreement with the leader. I'm trying to help you out. I know I don't make sense sometimes because God don't make sense sometimes because he says lean out on your own understanding. I'm going to pray and I'm going to do what God said because really God told me to come into the building today and start the official thing next week. It didn't make any sense to me. It made more sense to come in when it was cold to me. Everybody in their cars freezing to death out there. But God didn't say do it. But prophecy will come when we are on one accord and do a corporate fast. Number three, 2 Chronicles 20, 17 says, Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Corporate fasting can lead to promises. And do you know it can lead to promises? But you do, can I tell you something? He already told them where to meet them at. He said they're going to be as is waiting on you. But what if they hadn't fasted? What if they hadn't prayed? Which means the promise was already laid up, but they just didn't hear. So when you fast, you can hear. Have you ever been trying to watch a movie and somebody keep talking? Having to watch the movie and you eating some hard uh, nuts or some, 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 some pretzels and you got to stop chewing so you can hit the movie or turn it up yourself at the TV because of the sound that's going on in your own head. Do you know a lot of times we miss the promises of God because we're hearing all the idle chatter that we can't hear God? Have you ever had your satellite radio on and you're driving and you go through the tunnel and all of a sudden the radio stops playing because the connection is broken? That's just how your chicken do sometimes. Your steak, your collard greens, your black eyed peas, your cereal, your potato chips. Come on, somebody. When, when you begin to sometimes be worried so much about feeding your flesh and not your spirit, do you know when you fast, you're really beating your flesh into submission? Because sometimes it's hard for your flesh to listen to your spirit. Y'all don't hear me. See, see, it's, uh, no, I ain't gonna say, your, your, your flesh don't never listen to your spirit no way. Let me, let me get that right. I said that wrong. It's hard to get your soul, your mind, to listen to your spirit because your flesh always talking to your spirit. I'm hungry. I need some healing. Filling in with Marvin. Gay, that is. I need this and I need that because your flesh always wants something contrary to what the spirit wants. But we feed our flesh way more than we feed our spirit. So our flesh begins to get more satisfied than the spirit. And sometimes you got to take it upon yourself to say, you know what? If I can just remove this food because that's my first hierarchy of need. If I can disconnect my umbilical cord from food, I know I can hear God. What if they wouldn't have fasted and missed the blessing. What if they would have fasted and didn't know to stop at Zia's? The promises are there. That's why when, when I had somebody on the phone, and, and, and it's funny, I'll read the letter to you. Uh, somebody sent a letter thanking us for our faith. Because, you know, we get those trucks that come here, but a lot of churches turned it down. We were, uh, I ain't going to say a lot of churches. The other church that they was talking to turned it down because they felt like they couldn't handle the volumes. And, and, and I don't, I, mama didn't raise no dummy. If you're giving out free food, they will come. <laughs> oh, 18 wheels, that's too much. 1,200 boxes of food, 40 pounds, uh-uh, that's too much. Uh, free food. Simple to me. But because they saw the bigness of it all, they couldn't hear. You understand? But I was, even at that time, I was kind of chilling by myself trying to get my mind right even before I went on the, the, the real sabbatical of, of, of last week. And, and I heard God say, just go ahead and do it. 
And somebody else is on the phone, no, we can't handle that. Hey, shh, don't, don't tell us what we can't handle. I, 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 I rebuke that because I know what God is telling us. And so now they say we fed thousands of people already. People that wouldn't have food. Why? Because you hear the promises of God when you get the noise out. When you tell other people to be quiet every now and then. When, when you tell your own mind to be quiet and fast and release yourself from the need of food for a few days so you can hear God clearly. So you won't have any interference. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear me. I'm trying to talk to you. I, I, I don't want to miss my promises. See, I remember I told you last week uh, about the boy, that, the man that hit the ball and he was kind of heavy set. And this time he said, I'm going to try to get a double. Ran around first base and fell and was trying to crawl back to first base. And the first baseman on the other team helped him up. And he looked at him like, why are you helping me up? He's like, dude, you hit a home run. Dude didn't even know he hit a home run. Can I tell you something? When you come into agreement with Jesus, you've already hit a home run. And he's already told you that he's already healed you by, your, by his stripes. You are healed. E-D. Past tense. Done. Finished. Before the foundation of the world, he had already been crucified for you. He already has died for you. Once you came into agreement with Jesus Christ, you already have victory. The problem is you don't know it because you don't shut up long enough to hear. Hebrews, as I told you on last week, the angel said, what is man that you're mindful of him, that they, you made everything to be subject under their feet, yet they don't walk in the anointing you gave them. Put that biscuit down this week and watch how much God talks to you. Do you know God, have you ever been sitting and, and somebody talking to you and, and you don't hear nothing they said? Have you ever been looking at somebody <laughs> and you couldn't hear what they said or they didn't hear what you said because you're not focused? God is constantly trying to tell you something. But the problem is you're so caught up with the needs of your flesh and the world that you miss it. You miss it. What if we would have missed this opportunity to minister and miss this. And God had already told me we was going to be feeding the homeless. It's already on a strategic plan. We already take care of the homeless every day from 6.30 p.m. to 6 a.m. But you know what? We ain't paid for a lot of the stuff because people are just giving. I'm sure trustee spells will go down her mind. Now, how in the world is Negro going to pay for this one? Don't make no sense. I was avoiding her the whole time. But the money come. Hallelujah, Jesus. Taking care of me seven days a week. Because when you listen to God and step out on faith, he'll bring the provisions. If it's God's will, it's his bill. If it's his vision, he'll give you the provision. The problem is, are you listening to God? And see, when you go on a corporate fast, you can begin to feed off the faith I have. You feel me? So your business can walk on the faith of New Beach Grove when you come into agreement. Come on, somebody. A rising tide raises all ships. Come on, somebody. If I'm on the same wave you on, you're going to get raised up too. Come on, somebody. New Beach Grove is the undercurrent. It's the wind beneath your wings that will cause you to rise if you get an agreement. Why come to church if you're not going to be in agreement with the church? Hallelujah. Eliminate the noise. Put the biscuits down. Put, put the Kool-Aid down. See, when you put the food down, you can put fornication down. Come on, somebody. If you can stop eating, you can stop doing a lot of stuff. If you can stop eating, you, you can put the jacket dangles down. I'm not saying it's a sin, but some of y'all drink a little too much. I know Jesus turned water into wine, but he ain't do it every day. <laughs> Second Chronicles 2019, number four. Second Chronicles 2019 says, And the Levites of the children of the Korahites and the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. Corporate fasting can lead to praise. 
But do you understand when they, they praising him when they thought they was about to die? Can I tell you why I praise God? See, my faith is different than some folk. See, people say praise God even in the midst of your suffering, and I do that what you're supposed to do. But you know why I praise him? Because I know I'm going to win anyway. He promised me I was going to win. He promised me no weapon formed against me shall prosper. So I'm going to make sure the devil understands. Every now and then the devil might be beating me a little bit, but I'm going to win. So I praise him even in the midst of chaos. I praise him even in the midst of failure. Because I know I'm going to win. It's some stories. Again, I'm going to tell you the same story because for the Kobe fans, I, I, I'm a Michael Jordan. He is the GOAT. But to make sure I don't lose my Kobe people, I'm going to say this. And LeBron, he good, but I, don't, I ain't heard no stories about him like this. It, it'll be the end of the third quarter and Jordan and Kobe may be losing the game. And, and then if a, a, a person have a good game that's checking them, and at the, the end of the third quarter, they're like, hey, man, good game, young man. Like, Why are you telling me good game? Because you played good. And they're like, you telling me good game? And in the third quarter, the game ain't over. But they're telling you, you're going to lose. <laughs> We're going to win. And they turn it up and win. And every now and then, you got to tell the devil, good game, bro. Good game, but it's just the third quarter. I'm about to turn it on now. I'm about to praise God. I know I can't sing. I know I can't be in the choir. But I'm going to praise him in my closet right now. I'm going to confuse you in the name of Jesus. You know, I'm going to praise God in the midst of this. And it confuses him because he can't stand worship. You know why? Because that was his job. You know how you quit a job and you really didn't want to quit? Or you lost a job, you want it, and you see somebody else doing it, and you mad. Or you know somebody like that. You feel me? That's how the devil is. He was praising worship leader, but he thought he was better than God. He thought God needed him, but God didn't need him. He wanted him. Don't get it twisted. God does not need you. He wants you. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I know God don't need me. That's why I don't understand why people act a fool with me. Because if I know God don't need me, I don't think he needs you either. <laughs> huh? Certain pastors be asking me, why do you hire a young Reverend Walden? Why do you have a, 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 a minister Eric around you? And really what they're saying is, if you mess up, they might take your job. Nobody going to take what's meant for me. But the thing about it is, even if I didn't have them, if I messed up bad enough, God will move me and bring somebody in here anyway. He hates praise. Whenever you want to make the devil mad, just sing a gospel song. Getting your praise in worship. You know why? Because you're doing his job. Woo, I feel it this time. He thought could nobody do his job but him. Oh, can't, can't nobody else do this but me. How about this? God is so petty. Don't kill me. <laughs> they say, I'm going to make man lesser than you to beat you down. Do you understand that God made you to beat the devil? You know how, remember back in the day, old school, how people come against you and you know you could just choke them out. And you'd be like, you know what? Take my lightweight over here, okay? Handle him for me. I don't even want to be bothered. You know, you get your little brothers up, man, take care of this, this little dude. I, I look bad hitting him. God said, I'm so bad, I, I look bad hitting the devil. <clears throat> Remember what Jesus said? Jesus said he looked and saw Satan falling like lightning. Basically, he said, ain't he? See what happened. All of a sudden, you know, the devil was talking junk to God, and God said, Nook, if you, he was gone. I didn't even know what happened. And I am God. <laughs> I'm part of the Trinity, hey? <laughs> God, like the other side of myself, done jumped out of here so fast. I missed it myself, and I see all things. <laughs> Praise him. 
When you learn how to fast, you are praising. Let me tell you, when you start fasting, God will give you energy out of nowhere and you realize you don't even need the necessary food all the time. Because he'll give you energy from within himself because you're going to do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Man does not live by bread alone. Let me, let me help some black folk out. Man does not live by chicken alone. Let me help some white folk out. Man does not live by pork alone. Huh. Let me help some vegans out. Man does not live by vegetables alone. Let me talk to some greedy folk. Man does not live by money alone. But every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Father. When certain people said they wouldn't fund us because of certain stances we took, and we used to get eight dollars to $9,000 from them, we done got $50,000 from other folk. Huh? That's, that's five times more. That's a good measure of blessing. Press down, shaking together, and running over. Man don't live by bread alone. I, 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 you, you were funding me in the beginning, but if you don't like the stance I take because I'm doing what God told me, I can't beg you for nothing because God will open up the windows of heaven. If all the blessed don't have room to receive, that's why I praise him. Even when you leave me, because when you leave me, I know God is going to give me a better blessing. That's why I praise him, even when they steal my money, because I know God is going to replace it with something else. That's why I praise him, even though I lose my job, because I know another job is about to open. Ooh, Joe Osteen left the building. Eight o'clock, I was doing it, boy. Had all the white people confused. Is that a Negro? Eight o'clock, I was really good. I was sat down. I didn't even get up at all. <laughs> Got up one time and I sat back down, you know? <laughs> hey, he looks a little dark, but I, he isn't delivering like normal Negroes do, you know? <laughs> anyway, number five. <laughs> Second Chronicles 20, 20 says, And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. As they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so ye shall what? Prosper. Corporate fasting can lead to prosperity. You know how they, never, they say never say never? I'm going to say never. I'll never be broke again a day in my life. I ain't been broke for a long time. I ain't going to never be broke. Even if I lose a job. I ain't going to be broke. Why? Because God is my source. Oh, y'all don't hear me. That's why I pay my 10% and pay my tithes, because I know God is my source. Those are my seeds, and when I plant those seeds, those seeds got to begat some more seeds. Y'all don't hear me. That's why, oh, y'all don't hear me. I help out certain organizations. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? And, and we should be charging certain things that we do, but we do it for free a lot of times. Why? Because God is going to give you a good measure of blessing, press down, shaking together, and running over. You are blessed so you can be a blessing to other folk. And when God can trust you to be a steward over your gifts, a steward over the money he gives you, <laughs> he'll prosper you. You'll be blessed in the valley and blessed in the field, blessing your coming and blessing your going. You'll be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath the lender, not the borrower. You will walk in prosperity because you're corporate fasting. And so now uh, you, you, you connect it to other folk that got faith. Y'all don't hear me. If you can just walk arm in arm with this fast, I can guarantee. To you, your life's going to be better in at least one area. When we did the 90-day tithing challenge, when you bless, everybody had, somebody had a testimony. Then nobody come and say they weren't blessed. We said, you know what? We'll give you back your tithes. I'm sure the trustee was like, ooh. Like I said, Mufasa. <laughs> like if anybody come lie. And ask for their money back, we give it to them, but God will deal with them. But then nobody come back because if you were really paying your tithes, God blesses you. Oh, y'all don't hear me. God will rebuke the devourer. God will, God will cause you to prosper. 
And so when you begin to get into agreement, and some of y'all folk that don't go to church, come on, be in agreement. We have a young man that's, that, that's Carly, I believe his restaurant in New Jersey, that's been partnering with us and sending us stuff to make sure that we were able to take care of the kids. He started taking care of the kids and started blessing us. Asking me to send certain Bibles that he could read and stuff like that. Why? Because they see what we're doing. And when you have a corporate fast, whoo, I can, whoo, if I've been walking by myself without having y'all in agreement, do you know how, let, let, me, let, me, let me show you. Ooh, Lord, I done moved this thing. I almost erased the sermon. Look at Second Chronicles 20, 21 through 25. I still didn't pray to them two names at the bottom, but I get through them. Look here. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. This man, instead of sending guns, sent a praise team. Praise team, if you're listening, can you hear what I'm saying? And instead of sending the guns, he sent the praise team. That's why you got to be together when you're singing up here. You got to be on one accord. And you can't be looking at each other crazy and upset and mad because you don't have a solo. You got to be on one accord because when you're in the front, you're shooting the devil down before I get up here. And when they began to sing and praise the Lord, said ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir, which would come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. And when Judah came toward to watch to the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude and behold, they were all dead bodies fallen to the earth and none escaped. God caused the enemy to kill themselves. Oh, and when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped all for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering the spoil. It took them three days. Do you know the Bible says that evil will destroy evil? Do you know... Sometimes God allows the enemy to come against you to have an excuse to touch them and to put them in a position to bless you. Because remember, God said, I bless those who bless you and I curse those who curse you. And through this covenant, all generations will be blessed. Do you know everybody is blessed or cursed according to how they touch you because you were seed of Abraham? And so sometimes when God want to get some money to you and want an excuse to open up the windows of heaven, sometimes he gives you favor and people send you stuff. But sometimes he allow folk and stir them up and let them get mad at you and come against you so he can have an excuse to take it from them. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. Some churches like, why in the world? And I'm not saying that the person heathen or anything. Don't, don't get mad at me, bro. I'm not talking about you. But, but, but like, why you take money from a bar? Because they sent it. I ain't vote for him, but if Donald Trump wrote a check for a million dollars, I'm cash it. Hmm? The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. He allowed them to kill themselves. They were mad. Jesus, God, now you said you were going to take care of these people, and now all these people are coming against us. What you going to do, God? And so you got to put God on the spot, too, now. You got to let God know. Now, I did what you told me to do. Uh-oh, you weren't obedient. See, he could go back and say, I did what you said. Can you? Now, God did what you said. He told me to close this building for a year. We made it. Now, you telling me to open it. We're going to be all right. It's what you told me to do. But I know I'm going to be okay because I know I heard it. When you really hear God, even when your enemies come at you, even when they start talking about me because of what I'm doing, they talk about me. When we finally close, they talk about me when we open. They're going to talk about you all the time, but you can't worry about all that idle noise. That's why I need you on a fast so you can insulate your mind and insulate your soul so you can get to the point where your spirit can clearly hear from God so you can understand. See, you can't follow me as I follow Christ if you ain't reading your word and in agreement with what we're doing. You can't hear me. I'm like, you, you can't hear 
went out there and took the money from the dead body. That sound real gangster. Them jokers killed each other. Confused. Why? Because praise and worship was going up. And the devil can't handle it. You better start singing stuff to yourself and mumbling a hymn to yourself. I bet you your boss that ain't that don't know God. And I ain't talking about the lady before that don't go to work. You mad at your boss. He probably supposed to be talking to you like that. But, but, but I'm saying when you really do what you're supposed to do and enemies come at you on your job and, or come at you anywhere, if you can just start praising him in your mind, you ain't got to say it out loud. Just have it in your mind and sing it to yourself and pray to yourself and pray to the spirit with yourself and watch how they flinch and walk away because they can't handle the praises of God because the devil don't like when somebody else doing the job he thought he could only do by himself. Ooh. All these folk came against them, but they killed each other. Mm-mm-mm. Look at here. Let me tell you about the fast, though. I didn't want to just give you that example. Let me give you Daniel 10, 2, 3, 12, and 13. At that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice food, no meat or wine, touched my lips, and I used no lotion. I'm going to tell you, like I told 8 o'clock, use your lotion. I ain't fasting lotions. Amen. And all until the three weeks were over. Then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Look here, when you first started praying to me, Daniel, I was coming, but I got held up by the prince of Persia. What's the prince of Persia? The prince of Persia is the second heaven. You know when you say all things that are bound on earth are bound in heaven? Well, they ain't talking about the third heaven. They're talking about the second heaven. The second heaven is where the principalities are. That's why the Bible says your weapons are not carnal, but are spiritual. For the casting down of strongholds and vain imaginations and anything that exalted itself against the armies of the living God. It's, it's high places, principalities from high places. The first heaven is right here above you. That's where you are. The second heaven is where the demons and the devil is housed. And the third heaven is where Jesus is. The devil is not in hell yet. He's the prince of the air. So when you bind on earth, you bind him. And when it's loose on earth, it's loose there. That's why it says, thou will be done on earth as it is in the third heaven. But you got to get what's in the third heaven past the second heaven to you. Do you know some of y'all have a cloud of blessings just waiting to burst open to come down to you, but you have not learned how to pray in the spirit and war in the spirit and fast and pray to get the promises God has already promised to you? That's why Colossians, not Colossians, uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, Colossians says your blessings are hid in spiritual places. You got to reach up to spiritual places to get what God has promised you. That will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You already blessed in heaven. You already have your riches. He just got to get them down here to you. But you got to learn how to walk by faith and not by sight. See, the reason why God has you walk by faith and not by sight is because the devil only can play with your mind. He can only play with your thoughts. But when you walk by faith, you don't use your mind because it makes no sense. Huh? It don't make sense for you to do certain things that God tells you to do. But when you're out in the ocean, it's hard for you, Peter, to not look at Jesus even when you look away because you're out here too deep. And God doesn't want you to get comfortable, church. Some of us started getting comfortable at home. God, I don't make it uncomfortable. You got comfortable at church, I'm going to make it uncomfortable again. With my trainer, he, he put me on these, 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 these big balls and I'm trying to do the, I can't even lift as much because it's an unstable environment. And sometimes God puts you in an unstable environment to get your core together, to get your core, your faith together, to get your prayer life together. See, your core, when you take care of your stomach and your back, you, 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 you begin to, your legs and arms and everything else to come together if you can just take care of your torso. If you can take care of your stomach and your back and your sides, that makes you strong because that's 
what's your core? If you can get your core with your prayer and your faith and your relationship with God, your core right, your faith walk will be all right. Your life will be all right if you can just build up your core. And when we, when we fasting and praying, we're working on our core. We're working on discipline. We're working on detaching ourselves from the world and walking by faith and not by sight. We're working on our relationship with God. We're working on our prayer life because we're working on our core. And that's what we're going to be doing for these next three, three weeks because we want to walk in power. We don't want to be broke. I don't care if you're 75, God can still give you a, a good blessing before you leave here. Hey, God can still give you a good measure, blessing, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Huh? Let me, let, me, let me tell you about some more fast. Now, he fasted by himself, and he was all right. But he still was in jail. <laughs> all right? I ain't trying to throw no hate on him, but he still was locked up. He was second in command, but he wasn't free. He fasted by himself and pulled a whole nation of people out. But when you fast by yourself, for everybody it's hard. What I realize is I can't lift this church by myself. It's easy for me to lift myself, but I need you to help me lift the church up. All right? You know, Magneto can lift himself up all the time, but when he tries to lift up a building, it takes him a whole bunch of energy. And y'all heavy. This is why I need you to be with me on this. Look, look at Jonah 3, 7, and 10 in NIV. I'm almost finished. Don't pull off on me. This is a proclamation he issued in Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let people or animals, herds or flocks taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink. When God saw that they did what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring them to destruction he had threatened. He didn't kill them because they fasted and prayed. Only thing Jonah said, Jonah had the shortest sermon in the world. Hey, be saved. Everybody was saved. Get out of here. I wish I could just do that. Every week just come in, be saved. See you next week. <laughs> but you know why it worked? Because they began to turn from their ways and God met them on their level even before they started. Yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? See, Jonah was swallowed by a big fish, remember? And it, he was punished by God and he was in, in the fish and he died in there for three days. And then he was spit up on the shore in Nineveh when he said, I do it. But you know why God had him swallowed up in a fish? It's because the people in Nineveh worshiped the fish God. Y'all know what I'm saying. Now, fish, I'm sure he smelled like high heaven. And then he ran a three-day journey in one day, Brother Jarvis. You know he musty. And he smelling like fish. He been in the fish for three days. Leave some fish out of your house for three days. And you ain't even in it. Three days he was in a fish. But when he got spit out, they probably thought he was riding the wave of the fish. They thought he was some type of God. Do you understand what you're going through right now? God is going to release you from the abundance you've been in in this fast, but you're still going to smell like them a little bit, although you delivered, and you're going to be able to help people, the people that you came out from. Do you know why Moses could walk in, hey, Pharaoh, what's up, bro? Let my people go. Oh, not today? All right, man, I'm going to send some bugs. I'll be there tomorrow. Oh, oh, Pharaoh, here I am again. Hey, 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 let my people go. You want? All right, man, I'm going to leave some frogs. Hey, hey, Pharaoh, let me out The water going to be blood, all right? Now, you know good and well, you walk in my hood and you left me a whole bunch of frogs in my house. The next time you come, y'all come bail me out. Pow. <laughs> Pastor done shot somebody. Yeah, man, he had brought all these frogs to the house. I, I feel it. I understand. But he was able to walk in and out because he came from Egypt. He grew up with Pharaoh. Some of you all, the mess you grew up in, the mess you've been in, God is about to break it suddenly on this fast, and you're going to be able to help the same folk that you used to run with. Mm. Look at here. Look at this. They went on the corporate fast. Look at this last fast right here. 
Esther 4.16, go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me and neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. This Esther. She's saying, look here, I'm going to go ahead and fast. I'm putting myself in harm's way, but I need y'all to fast with me because she was about to go talk to the king, right? And that king was crazy. That king killed his own brother to get the throne. That king put the other queen out because she wouldn't shake her tail feathers in front of folk, and he got rid of her. That's how crazy it was. So she knew she wasn't about to talk to him. Then she was about to tell him that she was a Jew and not really what, his nationality. Ooh. But she said, if I perish, I perish. But she understood now that I'm fasting and everybody is in agreement, I'm going to be all right. And if I perish, I perish. You know you don't say that unless you know you ain't going to die. <laughs> if I die, I die. You know you ain't going to die. That's why you're saying it with so confidence. Y'all better fast. That's what she's saying. You better be on one accord because if one of y'all ain't fast and I die, I'm coming to hunt you. <laughs> when we're in agreement together, it's nothing we can't accomplish. She said, if I die, I die. That's how powerful corporate fasts are. God was going to destroy Nineveh, but the king called it fast, and everybody was saved. Esther's people was about to be slaughtered because of how Haman had manipulated the king. And now she went on a fast and everybody was delivered. And the same gallows he made for Mordecai and Esther, he got hung on them. That's how powerful a corporate fast is. You feel what I'm saying? Her life was spared and she walked in freedom and liberation. No longer had to lie about who she was. She, she knew, now he knew she was a Jew. She was liberated and she liberated her people. Why? Because they went on a corporate fast. But let me read this. And this is what scared me to make me go ahead. And open up this church when God told me to. It says, 2 Chronicles 30, 35 through 37 says, Later Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, made an alliance with Ahaziah, king of Israel, whose ways were wicked. He agreed with him to construct a fleet of trading ships. After the, these were built, the Ezion Giver, Eliezer, son of Dodevil, anyway, D-word, of Marisha prophesied against Jehoshaphat, saying, Because you have made an alliance with Ahaziah, Ahaziah, that's what it is, the Lord will destroy what you have made. The ships were wrecked and were not able to set sail to trade. Look here, the same king that just had the worshipers go out before armies, the same king. Well, the people, three nations killed themselves and didn't do anything to them. The same king that was in agreement with God fell out of agreement and started aligning himself with the world and didn't make it. I believe that we need to follow protocols as much as we can, but the world can't be ahead of the church. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm listening to my COVID people as much as I can, as much as I possibly can. We're going to be safe. We're going to have social distancing. We're going to have our masks. You understand? But we can't let the world be ahead of the church. And I'm, I've, I've listened to the COVID-19. We listened to the CDC. We kept it. Now, in the beginning, we were the ones that fought for drive-in church when they were trying to outlaw it. But I knew God said we could do drive-in church. They was about to come get your pastor. True story. Same churches that was coming against us when I said do the drive-in church, the same churches Brother Daniel was helping set their drive-in up. Same church that was cussing me out, was thanking me later, as if I didn't remember. But what I'm saying is this. You're a pioneer. You don't walk at the tune of everybody. Can I tell you this? Churches that are not open, that ain't like they don't have faith. Churches that are open, it ain't like they're out of order. This is the thing. God deals with each corporate body individually. If God takes you to go fight like David with a sling and a rock, 
If God tell you to go get a, 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 a lantern, a, a clay jars, and bust them down like Gideon, you better do what he says. If, 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 if he tell you to go out with the army, with, with your knives and your spears like he told, um, oh, my God, somebody. I can't think of, oh, my God. Why do I want to think about that? I could name anybody. I probably won't know. <laughs> What's the dude that built the wall? Help me. Huh? Nehemiah. Nehemiah, thank you. I'm glad I got a preacher over here. Nehemiah, he told him to get your knives and your, and your spears. So he told one person to get knives and spears, told another person to get clay jars, clay jars, told another person to take some musicians. So he tell everybody to fight a different way. Why? Because he want to make sure you ain't trying to do what Nathaniel do. You ain't trying to do what Jarrell do. You ain't trying to do what other thing you do. You ain't trying to do what, what Jenna trying to do. You ain't trying to do what Swan trying to do. You ain't trying to do what Freddie trying to do. You ain't trying to do what Ivan Harris trying to do. You ain't trying to do what Jermaine Jenna trying to do. You're going to do what God called you to do. And even when I joke around by Joe Osteen, I know I ain't going to be there like Joe Osteen because I ain't Joe Osteen. But what I'm telling you is this. Listen to what God is telling you. And I promise you, if you follow me as I follow Christ, we start making certain decisions moving forward. God can't do nothing to you if you follow me in obedience. Now, he'll do something to me. We already learned there's a hotter place in hell for me if I lead you wrong. But you're going to be all right. You're covered when you follow the instructions of the priest that's over the house. You're covered when you follow the direction of the pastor. Now, if it's something unethical, eh, but if it's something you just can't see, follow. It's a difference between something you can't see that's stretching you. Because some of y'all will say, the devil. Because some of them said it was the devil while we were coming to buy this building. They ain't got nothing to do with the devil. They got to do with me stretching your faith. Now, if I tell you to lie on your taxes so you can give more money to the church, that's an ethical thing. But if I'm stretching you, follow. You understand what I'm saying? What I'm telling you is God is about to take us somewhere to another level. And I've been saying it, and every time we've gone somewhere, blessing is just coming out of nowhere for the church. But I believe that the same way he's blessing us corporately, it's time for you to get blessed individually. And the only way you can receive this corporate blessing right now is to fall in line with what we're doing with the fast. I know it sounds like I'm, I'm just dictating or whatever, but I'm letting you know God told me to do this fast. I need you to be obedient with this fast. It's not hard. Be in agreement so God can cover your family, cover your life, and give you a good measure blessing, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Amen? All right.